Welcome, welcome to UFO Headline News with me, Randy Hollis, where every day I aim to bring you the latest in UFO reports and other fascinating stories from around the globe. Today is Monday, February 5th, 2018, and on Fridays at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, join me for my talk show, The Outlander, where I answer your emails, take your calls, and interview some intriguing guests. Just go to irnchat.com to chat and interact and listen live to The Outlander Show. Blasting off with some UFO reports. Black Triangle Sighting in Moments, Illinois. Ooh, this is a UFO blast from the past. This occurred July 4th, 2009. A huge triangle that reflected flames moving silent. In more detail, my family and I just dropped a friend off from the fireworks show around 10 p.m. My oldest son looked up in the sky and asked, hey, what is this? And pointed to the southern sky. I looked up. It was a huge triangle. My guess, it was about 2,000 to 3,000 feet above us. It was flying in a southwest to northeast direction. It was glowing orangish-yellow flames. The type you would put on an old muscle car. We jumped in the car and followed it for 15 minutes. It wasn't traveling very fast. We were in an open, desolated area, and my wife became frightened and wanted to turn around, and I agreed, thinking that was a good idea. (laughs) What? What? Not like that'll happen very often, but who knows, they might have abducted you and done some horrible things. So I get it. I get it. Moving on to the next UFO sighting. This occurred in Brandon, Florida. This occurred January 7th, 2018. Diamond-shaped object with green lights outlining the craft and a bright orangish-red beam that grew. Hmm. In more detail. On the Sunday evening, I was waving a tearful goodbye to my sons following a three-week visit. As they turned the corner and were out of the sight, I stood in the driveway crying. Suddenly, my attention was on what I thought was some kind of Christmas light in my mother's neighbor across the street. Was there a live oak tree? Huh? Okay. Then it occurred to me, I don't edit this stuff, I'm just reading it. Then it occurred to me that Christmas light ornaments don't move. (laughs) I moved away to get a clearer view of the object, which appeared to me to be like a 1980s style spaceship. 1980s? Let me think. What did those look like? Back to the Future? A DeLorean was flying? (laughs) Just kidding. I watched it moving northward when suddenly a burst of light obscured the green and orange-red lights. And four lights separated, and two were significantly brighter from my perspective and had moved in opposite directions from one another for approximately five inches of sky and then immediately stopped. The lights were now whitish and resembled stars, as if some object was using a starlight to camouflage itself. Camouflage, whoops. However, above these lights, what I saw is very difficult to explain. But I think the best way to describe it is approximately three or four swirls of fireworks. Hmm. It looked like some kind of interdimensional portal opening up. It was very surreal. 
sounds like it. Some things about this event at about this time are confusing to me. I don't have, quote, missing time, but it seems like maybe I should. I tried to get video shortly after I began to see the object, but my camera on my phone would not pick it up. I've kept it as a timestamp and as a diary for what I described. I was suddenly overcome with a feeling of assurance that all would be okay and that something had not wanted us to be sad about parting. I felt a million times better instantly after seeing the objects separate. I text my sons, but before I could send it, I received a text from my son exclaiming that the three of them had seen something crazy. He also sent me pics from his iPhone, and apparently they all watched this for several minutes as well. I could give you all of their contact info and sign parental release for them to answer any questions you may have for them. Aw, my goodness. Hmm. Interesting. You know, a lot of these people that witness seeing UFOs, they feel horror or, or fear out of nowhere. And some get a warm, fuzzy feeling. And this one was like, oh, don't cry so bad. It's okay. <laughs> Interesting. There's good guys and there's bad guys. I'm telling you. Next one, UFO sighting in Métier, Louisiana. This occurred January 23rd, 2018. Glowing orange-red emoli? I don't know what that means. I think they're trying to spell anomaly. <laughs> in the sky above the moon. Wow. Man, if you guys saw the spelling on this, it starts with an E on here. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Approximately 10.40 p.m. on January 23, 2018, I was walking outside to my truck. When I got in my truck, I happened to glance at the moon. I noticed two glowing, orange-red glowing anomalies in the sky directly above the moon. One of these anomalies is and can be seen very clear. There was a second anomaly just to the right and above that was more faint and not as clear. This did not appear to be a UFO, but it appears to be a celestial object of some kind. I believe either the tail of a comet or asteroid, but there were two of the same objects in question, which led me to believe that it might be part of the Nibiru planet system. Oh, we're going deep. As I returned home approximately 12.30 a.m., January 24, 2018, the anomaly was still present in the sky, only appearing to be three to four anomalies, this time all glowing. The objects in question then proceeded to fade in the night sky to faint to achieve any pictures. I truly believe that I have captured something extraordinary. The smoking gun that there are celestial objects in our solar system. I believe without a doubt that this is proof of Nibiru planet system or part of its debris field lighting up our sky. Please get back to me as I await your opinion. Hmm. Alrighty then. Uh, moving on. Next UFO sighting. This happened in Deltona, Florida. This occurred January 7th, 2018. This changed my life. I was the only witness. I cannot cope. With what I have seen. Okay, that cuts deep. Ugh. All right. In more detail. I had just dropped off my fiancé at work and was pulling out of the parking lot in my van. I looked up and saw a very bright orange light. 
I knew immediately that I was seeing was strange, at least. I pulled forward into the public's parking lot at DuPont Lake Center. I continued to watch the bright orange-red object as its light went dim. I got out of my car to witness the object with no obstruction. The light was orange with a red glow trail behind it. It started to conduct maneuvers I have never seen any other aircraft perform. Then another UFO showed up and it was bright white until it had seemed to be pulling energy from the first craft. Then what follows next literally changed my life. I know in my heart this happened and I don't blame anyone if they don't believe me. What I saw was a what seems to be the very fabric of the sky itself opened up. Whew, what lied beneath appeared to be holographic. The two orbs held a light energy between each other. The light turned blue and it was amazing. Truly, this was just as beautiful as it was shocking. The blue light covered both UFOs and they disappeared instantly. Any remnants of the lights were gone, just like that. I stayed in the parking lot and after losing my crap, I collected my cool and realized no one would ever believe what I had seen. I saw the light once more appear about 100 feet away from where I saw the first and then expected the lights to follow it again, but this time is was only the orange light and then poof, gone again. I took a video in hopes I would catch it on camera, but I sadly could not. I got a call from my mom very shortly afterward and she had asked me to bring the van back. I told her what I just witnessed and happened and now she thought I was on drugs. She demanded I bring the van back home at once. I knew I should keep my mouth shut, but I also told some friends in hopes they would believe me knowing I don't make things up like this. I'm not even into the whole UFO thing. They also did not believe me. But if you live in Deltona, please look up. Wow, and this just occurred, you guys, January 7th, 2018. Imagine this poor person living in this knowledge of crafts that could tear open a hole into the sky for them to go in and out of. Imagine that. You witnessed it. You saw this, and you turned to your left, you're not believed. You turned to your right, you're not believed. And it's like you're just sitting there alone in the know. I mean, a lot of people do crack under this kind of pressure. And a lot of families do get torn, and they don't know why. Gosh, why is Johnny not coming around anymore? Well, Johnny feels a little bit, um, I don't know, like because life is just flipped upside down, and you don't believe a word he's saying, and... It's a bit, uh, it could be really destructive on a person. I mean, make you change and think differently about absolutely everything. It's just so, so sad, so sad. If we could just take the word of the person who is pouring their guts out, listen to the words, take it in for what it is. They're not going to make any money off from it. Trust me. <laughs> they are doing it and speaking of it because it's a learning opportunity for you and a chance for them to vent. And maybe we may all grow in our conscience, you know?
in consciousness. How about that? All right, moving on to the next UFO sighting. This happened in Greenwater, Washington. This occurred January 16, 2018. Filmed a music video in near Mount Rainier, only to discover later massive UFO traffic in the footage. Are we serious? Wow. Okay, here we go. While filming a music video near Mount Rainier National Park, I unknowingly filmed 50-plus UFOs traveling overhead. The objects seemed to be timed with the music in my headphones, which leads me to believe that they were actually flying overhead with the sole intention of being in the video. <laughs> oh, this is good. At the time of the events, I was blissfully unaware that anything had taken place, only to later discover in the footage that I had filmed an unsettling amount of traffic. It was lightly snowing throughout the day, which gives the benefit of the doubt that they may be snowflakes. That being said, it was not windy, and the objects were traveling at an alarming rate. Despite how the video may appear, I was not alone on top of the ridgeline. However, I don't believe anyone noticed because of the incredible speed. To further my point about them complying with my music video, I have included an image that shows one object literally splitting a light on the end of my hair. Okay, I don't understand. The object was seemingly aware of the camera position, as the lineup and timing would be literally impossible otherwise. The compiled footage that I have is truly the most substantial abundance of UFOs that I have ever seen. When I first reviewed the footage, I was so taken aback that I nearly threw up. Because of the nature of the song I was filming and reviewing the footage, it has led me to believe that this may actually be intelligent water. I know that sounds outlandish, outlandish, but I have also included a clip that shows a snowflake directly hit directly in my back, and then a water object seemingly shoot from my face towards the camera lens. I have only included select footage, as I have mentioned. There were literally over 50 to 100. It was so busy that I actually had to edit UFOs out of my video. That's craziness. Who would edit out UFOs? Here is a link you can copy and paste <laughs> Wow, <laughs> to my completed video. In almost every clip, you can find objects. The most obvious to the naked eye is at 155. You can see how they coordinate with my emotions, or my emotions. Not featured in the video is a breakneck turn made by one of the objects. All of the footage is unbelievable. I should note that they did not make a sound. Also, by the lake, when I appeared to be looking at them, I was actually looking at a mountain peak. Basically, not sure what kind of action I should have been doing. Well, heck, we got to take a look at that one, right? So every once in a while, I do click over on these links to look at some of these images they say that they're including. And I click over to this one, and guess what? Nothing. It is not available. What the heck? That's just bogus. My goodness. They probably were like, ooh, I could probably do something with this. But isn't that interesting? Once again, somebody reporting positive like reaction of UFOs they am giving like some kind of 
a response to good vibes and good music. I hope it was good music anyways. All right, moving on. UFO sighting in Harcourt, Ontario. This occurred November 1st, 2017. Observed object, diamond shape. Big as house. Glowing pinkish rose. 5.15 a.m. to 6.45 a.m. Missing time and observed entities at the end of the road. In more detail, at 5.15 a.m. around November 1st, I had another strange, strong urge to rush outside with the dog. We walked around the corner of the crescent, and I looked up, and I saw a diamond-shaped object as big as a three-story house sitting stationary in the sky. It was silent, glowing pinkish rose with a symmetrical pattern and I could observe two circle-like windows that were the same color. And I stood in the middle of the street just looking, staring at it. It felt like five minutes, and I began to get that feeling again of a presence. I could sense it within me, someone. I sometimes see a male, blonde humanoid, along with the grays, but I could see shapes at the end of the road, and my dog just flipped and turned suddenly running with me close behind to my side door. He didn't even have his walk yet. When I got upstairs and looked at the time, it was 6.45 a.m. An hour and a half had passed. Yikes, sounds like an abduction, unfortunately. Ooh, okay. Moving on, moving on, moving on. All right. UFO sighting in Hamilton, Ontario. This occurred December 14, 2017. Looked like flock of birds. Messy V that tightened into V. Too high for air show jets. There were about nine objects. Chemtrailing followed. I was on Hamilton Mountain looking at the sky as I normally do due to chemtrailing. I saw what at first I thought was a flock of birds. Much too high. They, or it, was so high that identifying shape would be very difficult. There were approximately 9 to 12 visible objects that at first seemed independent of each other. But as it pulled into a tight, neat V formation and moved in this manner as one object seemingly, it was moving very, very slow for the most part. Though it seemed to speed up and change from traveling west to south, it was just afternoon, and the sun ended up blinding me as it moved more rapidly and brought the sun into the equation. My eyes started watering really bad. By the time I could see again, maybe 15 to 30 seconds, I couldn't find it again. And immediately a cloud-creating jet that left the south skies cloud-covered and extending into the north sky. I was left feeling very strange. I can't explain the feeling. I wanted to stay there in hopes it would return. I still get the urge to go back to that spot, but I realize it was probably a one-time thing, sadly. Yeah, that usually is, unfortunately. Sorry about that, but turn away, eyes water, whatever it is, and bloop, it's gone. All right, so I'm going to go on to... Oh, let's do an alien encounter. This happened in Zelina? This occurred June 11, 2016. Entity captured during exploring canalization? <laughs> okay, in more detail. You know what geocaching is for sure. 
If not, just Google it. So there are some geocaches in my town, and one of them is hidden in canalization. I told my friend about that, and we decided to go find it. The canalization ends in a river, and it is pretty easy to go inside. It is not locked, and height of canalization tunnel is about 1.8 meters. We went inside, found a geocache, after about 300 meters from entrance and returned out. I was taking photos of everything. After about one month after it, I was viewing those photos and recognized a face on one of those. At first, I only saw one eye and nose, but after a minute, I noticed there was also a second eye. I didn't see anything during the event. It is weird, as it is like 10 centimeters from camera. My friend was behind me all the time, and it is not his face. Also, it looks like half of the face, down from over the nose, is covered by something transparent. It looks like there is some aura over the creature, but it is just a light from outside going through a hole for water to flow inside canalization when it rains. I really don't know what it is. Maybe it was an alien that could be seen only through camera. Maybe it was a ghost. Maybe just a coincidence. Every time I see the photo, a tear comes to my eye. It is pretty scary for me. Photos of the environment can be found in comments. Photo of creature is in photo section. Please write a comment if you have a theory on what this could be. Well, I'm not looking at it right now, but I'm sure it's just dandy. All right, moving on to a paranormal point of a story because those are fun too. This one is called Vampires in the Woods. Mm. This person is sharing their story and they say, I remember my childhood very clearly. I remember the huge Victorian style home that I grew up in. It was in a big patch of woods in northern Louisiana, so the trees were very tall pine trees. I remember they smelled so good. Our house was about five miles away from neighbors on all sides, and the only way to reach it besides a trek through the woods was a tiny dirt road that led from the main highway to our house. It was an absolutely beautiful setting for a beautiful home. The sun would burst through the trees, and now that I think about it, even during the height of Louisiana summer or the middle of winter, that area always felt as if it was fall. Maybe a solid 68 degrees all year round, which is strange. I was a rambunctious child, eight years old at the time, with a huge imagination. This huge imagination would be the explanation given to me by my mother when I told her that there were kids living in the woods around our home. I've never spoken of this to my mother, and even now, writing about it, there are memories flooding back to me that I have somehow completely erased. There were vampires in those woods around my home. I'm sure of it. One bright but cool August day, I decided to play outside with our husky puppy, Marcella. We called her Marcy. My mother gave me her usual, stay close to the house, don't go into the woods warning. And I bolted out the door with Marcy. My mom always reminded me that there were black bears in the woods and to never go farther than the edge of them, which literally surrounded our entire house besides the small dirt road. I remember seeing at least two black bears, but that's besides the point. 
Marcy and I were playing fetch with an old basketball that I had, and my last toss was a little too hard. The ball whizzed past Marcy and rolled into the thick woods behind my home. Marcy ran for it, but stopped dead in her tracks right at the edge of the brush and began to snarl. The hairs on the back stood up, and I remember being filled with a sense of panic. Marcy, what's wrong? I asked. Right after I spoke, I heard a snap in the woods, and fear took over. I screamed for Marcy to come and ran for the door to my house. Right before I closed the door, I saw the baseball roll back into the yard from the woods. I didn't go outside for a while. After a few days of hiding, my mother convinced me that it was probably an animal and that it was long gone by now. I remember the feeling of dread and panic that came over me and the deep growls coming from Marcy. That was no animal. Being a bored child, I decided to venture back into the yard. My grandfather was a huge gardener and I collected seeds and small tools from him on my yearly visits. So I decided to make a small garden. It was about five in the afternoon and I knew the sun would be setting about two hours from then. I found a small patch of a flat yard next to the tree line behind my house and begun digging small holes to plant lily bulbs. bulbs. <laughs> I became so caught up in gardening that time seemed to move faster and faster. Before I knew it, the sun was setting and twilight was approaching. As I realized this, I began to collect my tools and leftover bulbs to put them away. Just as I picked up the last tool and turned to walk away, I heard what sounded like a child's voice say, Hi! said the voice. It came from the woods right behind me. I snapped my head around in surprise. Hello? I asked. Hi, I heard, just as I saw a small girl peek around a thick pine tree. She looked to be around six or seven years old with long, ratty brown hair and dirty skin. She looked as if she had been walking the woods for weeks. I remember her so clearly now. I remember her facial features were almost elf-like. She had a pointy little nose and small ears. Her eyes were all almond-shaped and slightly upturned. Her fingers were a bit longer and skinnier than they should be. She wore tattered clothes that I didn't think were strange, but I now realize they were almost pilgrim-like. Out of all this, though, I will never forget her eyes. The iris of her eyes were a shade of gray, so light, that they were almost invisible. They were striking, almost ghostly, and when she moved into the shadow cast from the tree, they glowed. I think the term reflected is better. They were reflective like the eyes of a cat or raccoon. Right when I looked into them, the same dense and sense of dread and panic filled me. I began to shake. Stop that, she said with adult authority. You scared me, I said. Who are you? Constance, she answered. She smiled at me. But it was cold. I'd never seen a child like this. Why are you in the woods, I asked her. I knew there were bears, and I didn't want her to get hurt. I live here, she said, as she turned away and skipped through the trees out of sight. I was confused and scared, so I ran back inside to tell my mother. Of course, she didn't believe me and told me that I must have imagined it. I think imagination is a crutch used by parents to explain things that scare them when it involves children. I remember after I told my mother, she went outside and her, with her rosary and prayed in the yard for a bit. So I knew she must have been a little afraid. 
That night, as I was trying my best to sleep, I heard a tap on my window. It was around midnight, and when I turned my lamp on, I saw the same girl from the woods outside of my window. She was standing there like she was waiting for me to open it and let her in. My room was on the second story of the house, and there was nothing for her to stand on below my window. What are you doing? I asked her, startled. Do you want to see my house? she asked. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> With that same cold smile, in the light of my lamp, her eyes looked animal-like and hungry. Get out of here, I said. With as much authority that a scared eight-year-old could have, I was very afraid now and began to cry. Tell me, I can come in. We can play with your toys, or we can play at my house. My family is very nice, but we're very hungry, she said as she leaned closer to the window. I noticed her teeth now. I'd somehow never noticed them while she spoke, but they seemed to change when she said the word hungry. They were sharp, not like horror movie sharp, but sharp enough to puncture what they bit into. They were all sharp. My eyes widened and I began to scream for my mother. Let me in, let me in, the girl screamed as she hit my window. I was now screaming in terror as my bedroom door flew open. My mother rushed in and turned on the light and there was nothing in the window. I told her what happened. She said I probably had a nightmare about the girl I thought I saw. But right as she was saying that, I saw what looked like Constance looking up at me from the tree line. I saw her reflective eyes, then saw two more eyes of those reflective eyes. Those were at the height of an adult. <laughs> While my mother was trying to calm me down, she said that we were going to visit my aunt and cousins that next day. What she didn't tell me was that she had lost the house and was actually bringing me to stay with my aunt while she moved our things from the house. The next day, as we were loading some bags into the trunk, my mother told me that we were going to bring Marcy with us and that I should go get her. I found her in the backyard, snarling at the woods. I called her, and we ran to the car. As we drove off, I looked back at our house, and I swear I saw those eyes, three pairs staring at me through the trees. When my mom finally explained that we weren't going back, I was very happy. My mother said I even looked relieved. I will never forget those eyes. I see them sometimes in my dreams. I still wonder what would have happened if I had opened that window. And I still shudder at the thought of being so close to her in my yard. I think, no, I know that they were vampires. They had to be. Oh, that was a creepy story, huh? <laughs> well, I have to say thank you so much for listening to UFO Headline News with me, Heidi Hollis. And be sure to check out UFOHeadlineNews.com every single day. And once again, be sure to check out my other weekly shows, The Outlander on Fridays and The Kevin Cook Show I co-host on Tuesdays. Both shows are at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. And also catch my paranormal comic strip, The Outlanders, at theoutlanderscomic.com. Everything I mention here can be found at HeidiHollis.com or just go to InceptionRadioNetwork.com. If you've experienced something out of the ordinary and want to have some level-headed advice, or if you've seen a UFO and want to share, just write me at DustOutlander at gmail.com. 
And remember always to keep an open mind so you can stay informed and inspired.